want to talk to you about living from the overflow tonight. I want to talk about releasing miracles. How many want to release miracles? If you're in this room, you come on. Someone wants to release miracles. And so there's the power of the Holy Spirit. But, I, you know, God, I just want to talk because I think in the church today we get, uh, I feel like there's many ways that the Lord, that there's confusion. The Lord is trying to break confusion in the church, okay? God sent his Holy Spirit to do what? That's not a trick question. Come on, empower us. That's right. Release power into the church. That's why the Holy Ghost came in Acts 1-8 to release power, anointing, and breakthrough to the church, right? And so he did that so that we continue in the ministry of Jesus. So we continue it. Right? There's a lot of things in, in Scripture that will show you that God's call, always called a people to continue the work of Christ. All through the Bible, all through the book of Acts, Paul exhorts us in gifts and anointings. And so we want to grab hold of those things so that we can walk in the fullness of that. And um, so we need to look, what, no further than the Bible to see the biblical basis for the continuation of spiritual gifts. And in order to do so, we must take away, come on, God wants to break confusion created by the enemy of our souls who labors. Let, let me tell you, the enemy is laboring tirelessly to knock out the church and make it as power, powerless as possible. And so when we, and just on, on a side note, that's his job, is to make you think you can't do what you were called to do. To make you feel like you don't have the power within, the anointing that resides, the fire of the Holy Spirit, that when you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. The Lord has really done something because out of this overflow, out of this place, he wants to release miracles out of our lives, right? And I'm telling you, there's... There's healings and unusual miracles that the Lord wants to do. I heard a testimony this week that blew my mind. It was of, of a guy that was down in Mexico City, and he was standing there before a crowd of thousands, and he's praying, and this, lit, this girl comes up. She was little, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit revealed revelation to him. She looked absolutely beautiful on one side, but when she turned her head, her, head, her face was completely unformed. Like you could stick, you know, you could see her tongue. You could see just the skeleton of her face and the air, the air cavity. And it was because of a birth defect. And he said, God, what would you have me do? This blew my mind. All of a sudden, the Lord began to show her future, future now. And he began to show flashes of her being made fun of in school and all these things, persecution because of the way of her appearance. And then at one point, she was a 16-year-old girl, and now she was little, really little, that he showed a flash of her standing at the side of a railroad tracks. And as the, as the train came, she just stepped in front of it because she wanted to take her life. And he's crying now, and he says, God, what would you have me do? And the Lord said, stick your finger right into her face. And he said in one instant, out of a, come on, 
God is looking to give a simple, remember I talked about this last week, a simple act of obedience. Her complete face just swirled and became whole and became perfect. I'm telling you, God wants to, it's not just, come on, it's not just in Mexico City, you know, 4,000 miles away, on the other side of the globe. I've seen miracles all over the globe. I've seen them in America. God just wants us to be obedient. And sometimes it's not even in a word of knowledge, right? Sometimes it's not in that. So I just want to talk to you a little bit about this. Listen, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. You know the scriptures. I'm going to just declare them. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. Listen, grace and peace. There's a grace that's multiplied to the church. And the book of Acts says there was great grace upon the church. And that's what we're looking for today, that great grace would be upon us so that great signs, wonders, miracles would be released through the church of of Jesus Christ, right? Grace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, seeing that his divine power has granted us everything pertaining to life. That means you've been given everything pertaining to what? Life and godliness, right? Everything that God has by the Spirit has been given to you so that you can release it in the earth. See, God's looking for you to move out of the overflow. He's looking for a flow in your life that you realize and you come to an awakened state that you realize and understand and know that his power is on you. You don't have, there's nothing more that you really have to do. You seek him. Come on, there's, there's, this season, I just talked about prayer and fasting. We're going to pray, we're going to fast. You know, Jesus talks about prayer and fasting and there's certain things that we do that stirs Come on, the gift of God inside of you. you come on, you, when you're around people that are on fire, don't you get a little more, uh, come on. It, we're all in this place tonight, and this place was on fire. Come on, when we gather and worship and we're kindled together, all of a sudden the flame becomes so much higher and increased. And you know, I, I'm telling you, if we just get around some burning ones, come on, if we just get around some folks that were on fire. If we just stir the fire a little more inside of us, then God would do something spectacular. And it's not always in the bang and the boom, but I'm telling you, he's looking to rock the earth, and he's looking to rock New England. He's looking for a supernatural people that will release the supernatural God that's inside of them so that when they go and all of a sudden become like they, come on, they look like their father, they act like their father, they become one with the Spirit, and then something begins to happen I'm telling you, come on, don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Come on, though, everything pertaining to life and godliness, through the, through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Now, he called you by his glory. And listen, man, I, I, get, I get annoyed, man. My wife's got gold dust showing up last week and the week before, and I'm like, where is it? How come I didn't get any? You know, I'm, I'm like whining to God this week. I'm, and she didn't even tell me. I found out after the fact. Like, we went home. I'm like, you don't tell me that? What is going on? And so just, just be, listen, you, you, we need to come in here and any place else you go to worship. Or if you go on the street and you go to talk to someone and you're going to release Christ, you got to go with expectancy. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But you just need to expect that God's going to release and show up and all of a sudden just start doing stuff you never planned. 
I'm telling you, he's going to do it because he loves you. That's the only reason. How's that? Come on. He just loves you. And he loves, loves his people to, to show off who he is, right? For by these, he granted us his precious and magnificent promises. Now, what are those promises? What are those promises? God's showing us that he wants you to fill you with his divine nature and become partakers of Christ and having, accept, right? having accepted, escaped, not accepted, escaped the corruption that's in the world by lust, right? So he's wanting us to shake off all this stuff because his divine nature is upon you and he's gonna fill you with all the fullness of God, like Paul tells us, that we walk into places, that we move into places and change the atmospheres. Why? Because of the overflow that's spilling out of you. Because of the things that have been inside you for years, dormant, that God all of a sudden lights on fire and it's just can't, you can't shut it off. And some of you need that tonight, that God's going to just turn things on. He's going to turn the flow on, and it won't shut off unless you shut it off. Are you hearing me? It won't stop. The only way we tame it down is if we tame it ourselves. Ephesians 1.3, blessed be the Lord, be the God of our Father and of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in what? Heavenly places. We were calling heaven come tonight, and God just reveals himself. And I, I'm telling you, that, that song wrecks me every time. It messes me up. So when I ask the Lord, God, can you open up the heavens for us? Will you just open the heavens? They're open here tonight. I was just thinking about angels going in and out of the pizza joint. Come on. I was thinking about that. Just going through the walls back and forth. Isn't that good? Come on, messing with people. Just getting their goodness over everyone in there. Why not? Come on, are we believing for that stuff that God just encounters and invades places? Why can't the presence of God be just as strong there? Come on, radiating through the walls. All the, all the worship that you guys are putting that way, it's just going that way. And, you know, Josiah's next door, too, so they'll have it in the morning for breakfast. Come on, but that's it. He's given us every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. So the Word of God, I just want us to understand this, right, because this is not easy. This is all introduction, guys. So I hope you're not in a rush. But the word of God is powerful and contains layer upon layer. And I want you to understand that the word is full for us tonight. And he wants to release something. Oh, come on, he wants to just begin to unpack. There's an unpacking of the word that the Lord wants to do tonight. And so within, God has hidden secrets within his words that we, he wants us to search out, right? When we discover revelation, it's what? Ours. It's a discovery, and the Lord began to, sh to mess with me, even this week, I was walking. Remember all that wind? What day was that? It wasn't today. Today was windy. But I went to walk the dog, and I was actually driving Lisa and Callie to the, um, to the airport that morning. So I went to walk the dog, and I was just, I, I got to stay home and have a little extra time. Come on, I like that, because I get to be with Jesus a little longer. So I went to walk with my dog, which is always peaceful, you know, and I'm walking around, along the golf course, and I hear, like, I hear, like, a freight train. But I'm walking, and it's, like, in the trees. And it, honestly, it put the fear of the Lord on me. 
because I didn't feel like anything was going to break, but I could hear. It was like, oh, no, 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 no. It was like a strange noise. Come on, the Lord began to speak to me about adventure. I don't know why adventure, but it kind of shocked me. And I'm walking, and the trees, as I'm going, it's just, as I'm walking. And I'm not saying it wasn't one moment of, it was like the whole time. And I know the wind was whipping, but it was a supernatural whirlwind around me, and I know it. And he began to speak to me about when I was a kid. And he said, you were built for adventure. He goes, my church is built for adventure and mystery and journey. And so why, why, why do we hold back? Why do we want to settle? Why do we want to just be safe? Come on, I never wanted to be safe. I never had a lifestyle that was ever safe. On both sides. BC, come on, it was dangerous. And I want you to have that wonder, because what happens with kids, see, when I was a kid, I had all this wonder, and I was curious, and I wanted to do stuff, and I, come on, I had things in my mind to go explore. I, had, I, could, I, could rem, I was remembering things that would really, come on, get me excited. And it was all about moving into places and searching things out and finding things, because what does he want? He wants children that wonder, children that are curious. Not in a bad way. Children that are curious to seek out the things of God and to find the mysteries hidden in Christ. And how many times does Jesus use? Come on. He's used the kids. Come on. You've got to be like these. And so there's this place that the Lord wants to take us in awe and wonder so that we can believe again that we don't have to, come on, teach us you don't have, a, have to teach a kid to awe and wonder. They're just like that. Josiah used to ask so many questions. I mean, that was the question, kid. He would really, all the time. And so there's questions. Why, God? Not the bad whys. Not the why did this happen to me, but why? What do you want to do here? Come on, the good, curious questions. And God wants to release that for us. So when we discover revelation, it's ours, and it becomes our spiritual DNA. Are you hearing me? Do you understand that? Some of you look confused. Come on, it's to be passed down to the next generation. You give it to your kids, your family. Awe and wonder. Hunger for God. Hunger for his presence. Thirst. Come on, all the things, the, the, the unsearchable riches of Christ that all of a sudden you understand and know, it goes right to them. And they all of a sudden, come on, they get on wonder. They, get, they start to search things out for themselves. And come on, your papa's kids, and he's saying, come on, come out with me. Search out a little deeper. And that's what I believe. So the secret things, right, Deuteronomy 29, 29 says this. The secret things belong to the Lord, but the things revealed belong to us. That means what? When you all of a sudden understand a truth in the word, when you understand about your gifts and your callings, all of a sudden those things become absolute reality, and it's no longer a mystery for what you're called to do. All of a sudden, God begins to reveal to us what our purpose is, what, what that looks like, all the things that he's given and deposited inside of you, all the tools that he's given you to save Come on, I want to, you're not the one that saves them, but Jesus Christ has given you this ability to all of a sudden reach out and change people around you. 
because you've got the touch, the anointing, the, break, the breaker anointing on your life so that every place you go, you move out of the overflow, not out of a place where you're you know, living in the dry place, sucking for life, breathing for life, but God brings you to a place of overflow and release so that everything's spilling outside of you. Are you dreaming with me? Yeah. All right, I'm just checking. Because we have, come on, if, if we're just believing low, I've been talking about this low-level living. We don't want to live low. God has a higher place for you to live by and from. And that's with him, seated in heavenly places. It's not just something that you read in Scripture. It's an actual place is, that he wants you to visit and understand and know. And maybe there's body parts in there he wants you to pray and give to people. Yeah. Come on. So the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us. Say, it belongs to me. I'm going to get my inheritance. Come on, you have a spiritual inheritance. Isn't that what I just read to you? You've been given every spiritual blessing. That's an inheritance from heaven that you operate out of, that you live out of. It is your pure DNA and your identity. It's who you are. So when you receive this revelation, meditate on what you've been given. Because what happens is we receive revelation and we run from it to the next thing, to the next thing. And I'm not saying we don't go for more. Because I'm, I'm the guy that's always saying, come on, we need more. I'm that guy. But I know this, that always, when, when I receive something, I'm always kind of like, okay, God, yeah, I got that. And he's like, no, you don't. He's always saying, like, wait, can you just think about this for a minute? Can you meditate on the goodness of what I just revealed to you? Can you actually walk it out? It's more than just a revelatory truth. I want you to live it. I want you to be it. I want it to be inside of your makeup and your DNA. And so this is what the Lord's saying. And so that it becomes alive within you. So we believe it, and then what? We activate it. You must believe. We're going to talk about faith tonight, because if we don't live in this faith realm, we're going to miss everything. You have to move by faith, because if everything doesn't line up with what we think, come on, it looks different. <laughs> God is going to blast us with something fresh and new if you just receive that. If you just receive it. So he wants to activate it. And what? Faith without works is dead. So I can receive something. It can be my inheritance, but if I don't do anything with it, what good is it for me? What good is it for you? It's dead. It's a dead work. It will never activate. It will never move. It will never move you from here to where God calls you. So revelation will grow inside of you and produce great results. I'm starting to lose my voice. Okay. I don't know how to attack this. I think we'll just go with Mark 6. We're going to talk about Jesus and the feeding of 5,000. But we're going to coincide it with 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7. So you have the scripture references. You can go back and look at some of them. But I want to just go through these, because they almost parallel these stories. One's an Old Testament story of Elisha, right? And he, he goes, 
and he brings this amazing anointing to reproduce oil in the widow's house. Come on, everything's about to be taken. It looks bad. They're going to take her kids. You know, it's a mess. And then Elisha comes in with the word of the Lord, and all of a sudden everything shifts. And God wants to use you to shift things. God wants to use you to shift things, and you have to participate. I said this before. He wants you to participate. How do we get further along with God? We participate with him. We work with him. Come on, you heard the, the gift of working of miracles? you got to work with God. You know, it might be just as simple as me. When I was praying for that lady with the knee, I didn't feel any miracle. I wasn't feeling it. Come on, her leg went the opposite way. And the Lord said, pray for her again. So I prayed for her again, and all of a sudden I felt all the ligaments move. And then she got up on her, off her wheelchair, turned around, and took off and left the meeting. And left the meeting. And I say this every time. She never said thank you, nothing. She was just like. Poof. No, she took it. She pushed it out. She pushed it out. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, come on. God's asking you to just work with him. I said, God, I don't have any words of knowledge. Look at this lady. She waited a whole meeting for me. I said, I don't have a word. He's like, just pray. Can you just pray? Come on, it's just simple. The lady in a wheelchair, pray. Declare. Come on, speak to the knee. Come on, speak to the bad surgery. Where am I going? Come with me. Mark, chapter 6. Yeah, we're going on another adventure. Chapter 6, verse 34. And you guys know the story. I'm just going to hit it. So in Jesus, when, in Jesus, when he came out and saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion because they were like sheep. Come on, without a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. That's funny. You know what I just tried to do? <laughs> I just tried to scroll my Bible. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. You know I've been messing with this stuff for too long. Okay. Whoa. That's messed up. Whew, Jesus. Okay. When then, then it says, when the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, this is a deserted place, and already the hour is late. And he said to the, then they said to him, send them away that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves some bread, for they have nothing to eat. But he answered them and said to them, you give them something. You give them something. Do you hear that? You give them something. Listen, there's a principle in that. We're telling God what to do, and he's telling us, do something else. We think our solution is the better solution. There's too many people here. We can't do this. And he says, no, you give them something. Now imagine that if you're there with the other 12, you know, dirty dozen, whoever, right? Imagine if you're there. And he says, you give them something. Well, there's 5,000 people here. And what do they say? Of course, they went right to money, right? Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them some? To eat, the issue wasn't money. 
It was bread and fish. Are you hearing me? The issue wasn't how much money do I have to take care of this problem? The issue was, what do they need right now? What's the problem right now? What do you need right now for this moment to change the whole thing? It wasn't money. It was supernatural provision that didn't come in coin form. It just wanted to be a multiplication issue, right? And so he says to this, he says this to them, and then how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And this is what we need to do. Go look. Just like the other story. What do you have? The widow said. What do you have? Well, I have this and a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil. And, he, and this is the problem. We have to look beyond we have to look beyond what God's about to do. Come on, what we see the circumstance and see what God's about to do. We need to look, look now at your circumstance because God's got a solution for it and he wants to bring the miracle through you. He wants to bring the miracle through you. Because I think when we, what happens with us is we feel like what we have is in, insignificant. This is why I'm talking to you about gifts, callings, and anointings. Because you live out of an overflow. You live out of a place where you have more than you think. You have more than enough. You live out of a place where there is a great overflow, and it's supernatural, and you can't get it by, come on, natural ascent. You can't think of it. You can't think of a good idea that God's going to, come on, change and shift everything. You're not going to have the solution. Because we, what a lot of times we 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 think we're gonna get it right out of here. I think I'm gonna figure this out, and God's gonna do it with my good mind. Uh -huh. I don't think He's gonna do it with our good minds. I think He does the He does foolish things to confound the wise, doesn't He? Doesn't His doesn't my Bible say that? Foolish things to confound the wise. And so what we need to celebrate the small thing that he gives us. Because what does the Bible say? It will never increase. It will never increase until you use it. Right? He gave all those guys money. You know, he gave all those guys money. He said, here, you guys do something with this. One of them buried it and didn't do anything with it. And what did he call them? A wicked servant. Oops. So the Holy Spirit's calling you to use what you have. He's calling you sometimes to just give what you have so it multiplies. So it, come on. Come on. And so we look. So you always have something to give, and that is the catalyst of the miracle. Even if it's a simple instruction, remember? Put your finger in her face. Well, that's out there. Would you do it? I'd do it. Would you do it? Come on, God wants us to really be on the edge. I'm telling you, it always doesn't look like you think. And it's usually off the charts. And we go, I'm not doing that. 
because I did it. I did it in the Philippines with a crowd, right? You've heard the story. What are we doing now? You're not preaching. I'm not. You're praying for the deaf. <laughs> Could have gave me a backache. No. Praying for the deaf. All of a sudden, come on. Me and Joe watch. Boom, 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 boom. Ears open. That's what you're doing. Are you scared? Yeah. Are you afraid? Yeah. But come on, with boldness. With boldness. So go look. Look at what I'm doing in heaven, right? And so again, we num- the second thing, keys. These are keys. Keys to releasing the anointing from the overflow. Keys to releasing miracles from the overflow. Number one was go and look. You got to go and look. You got to look for what's there that God can work with. You just got to look for it. And it may be insignificant, but God's going to use it. Second thing, cultivate expectation and prepare for the miracle. What's that? It's when he says this, go ahead, sit them all down. Jesus is like, sit them down in 50s and 10s. And they're like, really? We've got seven, we got, what did he have? Had five fish and two, uh, two fish and five loaves. Just sit them down. And the guys are probably looking at him like, Really? Okay. What did he do? He made a place of expectation. Now the people are thinking, we're going to get fed. Come on, people are just all of a sudden on the same page with Jesus because they're saying, there's a meal coming and there's expectation in the air. I'm telling you, I've been in meetings where people get exactly what they want. They either expect something to come to them or they don't expect anything at all. And as one prophet said, you got exactly what you wanted. Hello. We can talk ourselves out of miracles all day. We can talk ourselves backwards from God's presence. Because as soon as you start thinking in your natural mind, what is God about to do? Come on, we just need to cultivate that expectation. Right? Widow at Zarephath. Right, had her last bit of bread and oil and made him a cake. And what? Provision didn't run out until when? What the word of the Lord said, till the rains came. And when the rains came, come on, all the crops came back. Same thing for the other, for the other widow that Elisha met with, right? Get all the empty vessels This is what you're going to do. You're going to get everything empty, and you're going to put it in the room, and you're going to prepare for oil to flow out of this jar until there's no more vessels. We've got to prepare a place where God is allowed to move, where God is allowed to bring the overflow. If we don't have a place that's prepared for God to come and bring the overflow, you've got to prepare a place. You gotta cultivate expectation. Number three, be heavenly focused. <laughs> right? We gotta focus. Our eyes need to be fixed, right, on heavenly things. Listen, the provision's never gonna come from the place, like I already said. It's never gonna come from the place in your natural mind where you think it's all gonna work out. Systematic. This all looks good. Come on, provision comes from the Lord. And God brings the miracle Himself, right? The natural earthly dimension does not contain your miracle. 
The miracle realm is where it comes. It comes from heaven's dimension. Ready? I'm going to get real bold. We need to believe that God's heavenly dimension comes into in every meeting and invades. I don't care where you are. You're here or someplace else. Believe that God is going to come in and invade that place with heaven. Come on, we are crying out, heaven come tonight. And he comes. He came just like he came two weeks ago. Same song. Why? Because the anointing. He wants to come and invade. And when his presence invades, when his kingdom invades, there is such an overflow of presence. You cannot deny it. I'm telling you, there will be so much. There will be people moving out of wheelchairs back and forth. You won't even know what to do. If you just believe, if you just cultivate, if you set your eyes on heaven and believe that actually what is in heaven will be on the earth, there is no sickness in heaven. I don't know, God is just stirring me back, right? I've always had this, like, the healing thing, the miracle thing, all that stuff that just always bubbling in my spirit. But I don't know what happened over the last two weeks. It's just, God's whirling it up. So I just anticipate if you're sick tonight, you leave free. And you're foolish if you don't bring family members who are sick or friends that are sick to not come here and get he- pray for healing. I don't care, or from our, whenever, from you. Doesn't need to be here. Come on, we love it. This is what, this is what my passion is. Listen, the church is called, right, to operate out of a place, out of a realm of miracles, out of the overflow, out of the flowing of the anointing. It just does not stop. God never said, you only get this much. You only get a little bit. (laughs) He never said that. Right? You can have this much, and that's it. All you get is that much, you know, that's it. That's all you get. It's not going to run out. It's never going to run out. It won't ever run out. There's not any condition too big or too small. But you need to contend. Come on. Sometimes we need to contend for miracles. Sometimes it's not just one prayer. Sometimes it's five prayers till you feel 100%, till your friend feels 100%. Sometimes it's just got to boom. You got to hit it again and hit it again and hit it again and strike it. Because it's not the problem. You know, Jesus is not the problem. Come on. Okay. Come on, as believers, we're not, we're not earthly beings, right, trying to get into heaven. What did Jesus say? He said the kingdom of heaven is inside of you, and the kingdom's always near. That means always at hand. That means that you carried the realm of heaven. That means that's the mindset that you op- operate out of. You carry life and heavenly beings around you. Oh, I just want what's in the Bible, Really? Well, I saw a lamb with seven horns and seven eyes in the Bible, in Revelation. I see creatures with eyes all over their bodies. I don't know why I'm going there. But it's funny because people will just, whoa, just don't get out of control. 
God's in control. When God's in control, things get out of control. Man likes control. I think God likes wild. I think God likes a flow that we don't understand. I think anything that really comes from heaven will shock you and kind of mess you up. That's what I believe. But you're here listening to me. So be heavenly, heavenly minded. Jesus knew in the natural realm, the five loaves and two fishes would not feed 5,000, right? Doesn't work, the math. But in God, all things are, yeah, that's right. All things are possible, all things. He didn't look to the realm of earthly provision, but he, he looked to a heavenly dimension. He looked to a place of miracles. What do we got? If there's jewels, they're mine. Joe and I were already talking about that. If there's anything, don't mess with me. Come on. You get me started. Get me distracted. You get me distracted. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding, Jen. I'm teasing. I'm teasing, Jennifer. If you, whatever, take them home. Just make sure we show them. Come on. Come on. So you look to heavenly dimensions. Come on to the miracle realm. Come on, Josiah's coming up the aisle to look. Well, we need to turn our attention towards that dimension. Yes. Seriously. I am. We are expecting. Come on, I'm expecting gemstones. Why? Just because. Because God would, that's just God, and he's cool. Right? Come on. Don't hurt me. So the other thing I just want you to see, right? Number four, what you've blessed, what you've been given. Proclaim blessing over what you've been given. Sometimes we get stuff, God wants to release stuff, and we don't bless it. We're not encouraged by it. Come on, we, it's not disdain for it, but God wants to release greater to you, and he wants you to just grab hold of what he has now and take that and say, wow, that's what I was talking about, Revelation. Sometimes they'll just give you a nugget out of the word. And sometimes we just go right away from it. Well, I'm worried. People are worried about a word for this year. Come on, let's just get through last year. Let's get through the words that have been given to us so that we can operate out of a full quiver. Come on, that the Holy Spirit has just loaded you up. And you just begin to send. Come on, arrows of deliverance, arrows of healing. It just begins to flow and move. I'm telling you, if, you just, if we just moved in the first word that we got, I say this all the time, but if we just did that, come on, God would just expand everything. I believe that. I believe that. So sometimes we have it, but we don't have, we have it by... Listening just once, we don't get it sometimes. Remember the story, right? In uh, Mark chapter 8, he feeds 4,000 again, right? And now they're leaving on a boat. And Jesus is talking about the Pharisees and the leaven. And the disciples are like, what did we do? He's talking about us not bringing bread. And it says that they had one loaf. 
One loaf. One loaf. What's God plus one loaf? A lot. Come on, God plus one loaf is huge. And what was he saying? He said, listen, you don't, you don't remember what I said. You have, you have eyes, but you don't see. You have ears, but you don't hear. And God's calling us to understand and know that if he did a miracle yesterday for you, if he did something powerful in your life yesterday, come on, you need to hold on to that because that's a testimony and that's a trophy from heaven that's going to be released for the next thing that's about to happen. But we don't see, you know, they were all messed up and concerned about what they were. He, oh, he's mad at us because we didn't bring bread. No, you brought bread and you're with me. So it doesn't matter. But be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees. What is that? That's, that's a religious mindset that thinks that you need something and you need to be doing something now that God's already did yesterday to get it again. Ritual. Number five. Did you get all four? I forgot one thing. Negative words and murmuring. No, that's back at four. Sorry. Negative words and murmuring. I just backed up. Can't be negative. Can't talk death to your situations. Can't talk death to your miracles. Can't talk death to anything. God says, come on, speak life. Come on, life is in the power of the tongue. Come on, and you got You need to confess. You know, this, this, I'm not talking about kooky faith where we confess it, blab it, grab it, all that nonsense. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you, God has given you something, you begin to speak life to it. When he's given you a dream, you begin to speak life to it. Not in an obnoxious, an obnoxious way, but he wants you to speak life to your dreams. And he's got a lot of things he wants you to do, so you need to just be start speaking positive things over yourself, over your family. If your family's struggling, you just begin to speak things. Come on, over, over other things, over other people having physical ailments. Come on, we don't speak, oh, it's too bad they got the cancer. No, it's not too bad. It's God is the answer. Jesus is the healer. And he doesn't give people and he doesn't afflict people so that they can go through it so they can learn something. Hello. All right, I'm just checking your theology. Number five, don't stop pouring out. I think we all fall into this, right? We get a little something going. Come on, God begins to move on us. God begins to flow in our lives. And then we get tired. Listen, I've been hearing about the people that are just operating, preaching days and days and days and days in China. Days. No food, no going to the bathroom, no nothing. What does that sound like to you? That sounds like it's not from this realm. I'm telling you, not going to the bathroom. Nothing. Not eating. For days, these are true testimonies. Because the Holy Spirit's doing something in the earth. Because here's what we do. We live in this realm, so we stay in this realm. What did I tell you before? You're not of this world. Come on, you, you live beyond this world. 
And I'm telling you this, that God is wanting to, us to realize this, that we live outside the natural. And if you truly want to move into something supernatural, see, most of us, I won't go there. I had a thought, and I won't go there. Most of us don't want to make the sacrifice. That's what I'll say. That's nicely. Most of us don't want to make the sacrifice to move something to something higher. Most of us want something. We take it. We ease into it, and that's enough. Come on, but he is way out of, come on, God is so big, even the heavens, the heavens can't contain him. Can't contain him. So if, I'm, if I live and move and have my being in him, what kind of, what source of power, physical? Come on, let's just talk earthly, physical power. Do you think Samson was like jacked? I don't think he was. I think when you looked at him, you didn't, you'd say, no way this guy would do that. I think he was, you know, you, I think if the wind blew too strong, he'd probably fall over. I'm just saying, because he always, because why would they be saying, where does Samson get his strength? So he was living outside. He had supernatural strength that he lived by. And there's forces that try to get us to believe that we're something else other than we actually are. And that's the whole job of the enemy. He's to convince us that we were not born to do what we've been called to do. That that's too big. But I'm telling you now, I'm telling you here today that the Lord is calling you to this place where you go higher and you don't ever stop pouring out because as soon as, listen, Jesus gave the bread. He gave it. He broke it. He blessed it. He gave it, right? And when you receive something from the hand of God and you begin to pour it out to other people and all of a sudden it begins to expand because can't you see them walking around with the stuff and they're handing it out? And I'm telling you, all of a sudden there was expansion. It just multiplied, Henry. It just Every time someone took something, three more would appear. Come on, out of the realm of heaven. And I'm telling you, the Lord wants us to operate out of this place. You want miracles to be moving outside of your life. Come on, you want miracles to be moving on your life and through you. And you want to release miracles because you are called as the church as a radical generation, as the burning ones, to live this life. And I'm telling you, the only thing that holds us back is us. I can't say that enough. The only thing that holds us back is the enemy whispers into our ears saying, you can't do that. You can do that. You can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You don't even have to pray for them. Just command sickness. Just command it. With a word, it says that Jesus cast out devils. With a word. Come on, now we got to find that spirit, that spirit, that spirit. Come on, with a word. He gave deliverance. He spoke to the demons in the guy that they spoke of was legion. And with a word, he cast the devils into the swine. Who was Jesus? Jesus was the model for you and I on the earth. 
say this every time, but he was fully God, he was fully man, but he was the perfect example for us on the earth as a man filled with the Holy Spirit in complete obedience to the Father. That's who he was, and that's what you look like because Jesus called you to do Jesus stuff. So listen, and I yak, I yak long enough. The Spirit of God tonight really wants to pour out. If you need healing in your body, take it. But I'm telling you, there's an overflow that's going to be released. It's going to raise your faith.